That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. For 25 years, Seth Lightman has seen it all. From the newest electric car revolution, solar power, bike lanes made in NYC. And now we are here. More electric cars. Need for more renewables and eco-friendly products in our world. Well, now it's time for an all-out podcast for this time. You're listening to The Green Living Guy Show. He's funny, real, exactly on point. And some think his style is so raw, it's crazy. Let's do this, folks. It's time for The Green Living Guy Show with Seth Lightman. What's up, everybody? It's Green Living Guy. What's going on? It's a a beautiful day day, uh, going on here in... Uh, almost May, my gosh, we've gone through the my Super Bowl, which is Earth Month here, uh, gone to various events. I'm going to another one uh, next week, but uh, today we're going to talk about something really important, which is about green businesses getting their act, or businesses getting their act together and becoming green businesses, or businesses uh, that are green uh, certifying themselves, not just with one type of uh, certification, but with one that I'm concerned about, which is uh, the Green Business Bureau here. We got Tom Permateo, who's the head of the uh, Green Business Bureau that we have on the show today. So, Tom, thank you for joining us. My pleasure, Seth. Uh, It's great to be here. And uh, you're right. It is our Super Bowl, is it not? It definitely is. It's like our Super Bowl month. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. It's funny. It really is. So, uh, Look, I always start with how did you be, start your green path? So uh, I can only imagine that your story for the Green Business Bureau is is uh, is long. So I'm going to let you tell me how you started getting green to start. Where where, yeah, where did uh, that start? I get asked that question a lot, and it's uh it, it's actually uh, well I don't know if it's interesting. People can decide if it's interesting or not. But uh, what, what's interesting for me is that the start of this was was over 15 years of almost 16 years now. Uh, and it actually started um, you know, at a point in my career where uh, I was looking at starting uh, two different companies, one in the green space and one not. Uh, my children were uh, nine and 11 at the time. Uh, and I was just saying, hey, I'm thinking about doing this or I think about doing that. And you know, uh, at that time, there was a lot of talk about what was going on in the Arctic and polar bears and this and that. And, you know, they said, Dad, do this because you, you can help save the polar bears. Now, I, I am, you know, not so grandiose to think that we were going to save the polar bears, but it was really more about making uh, uh, an impact and trying to do something that would make an impact. I've always been, you know, an environmentalist at heart. Uh, it's always been important to me. Um, but and I think the thing that's interesting about it for me actually now is where the world is right now is that my children have grown up. And so when we start thinking about the, the economics of sustainability and green in businesses, that generation is now the generation that people are advertising to. They want to you know, get them to be you know, lifetime buyers of their products. Uh, they want oh, no to, question. 
Yep. Exactly. Yep. They want to employ those people. So I've seen this thing get baked in, Seth. And that's what's really, when I say it's interesting, it's demographically baked into the pie now, right? So to me, that's what I find most fascinating and most encouraging, actually, because after 2008, the financial collapse, you know, the, the emphasis on sustainability became less, a little bit less for a while. But now people are seeing the impacts of what's happening, and, the, and, it's, and it is an acceleration now to, to try to change things before, you know, again, before things get worse. But also businesses are now realizing it's good for their business. It's good for their bottom line. It's good for their operations. It's good for their employment uh, practices, good for retention. Uh, you know, and they're all writing ESG scores. It's become really important. That's rewarding. If it's not interesting, it's at least rewarding for people like you and I who have been in this for such a long time to see this change happening. You know, someone said, wow, you, how did you get, it's so cool that you're in this space right now. I'm like, yeah, I'm a 15 year overnight success. (laughs) (laughs) I hear that story all the time. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't, it's not an overnight success. It takes definitely time. So um, when did you, when you started the Green Business Bureau back in, I guess, uh, 15 plus years ago, you were saying? Yes, we started in 2007, but, uh, but seven, but we, the Green Business Bureau started in 2007 as well. Ultimately, the paths that we took, both companies came to a point where my company acquired the Green Business Bureau. Uh, You know, so I thought there was another organization doing that that i was looking back in my you know i try and keep copious notes on things i was searching back into my blog circa 2007 2008 i was starting to see posts of a green business bureau from some other guy and i was like i i wanted to pose the questions so okay so you acquired that 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 uh, correct uh and and gentlemen probably talking about there were two founders of the company marcus marcos codero that's and, the one i know yeah that's the one i and, heard of yeah. the other gentleman was frank vega uh and uh didn't know frank yeah, yeah, yeah. marcos was the one out in front to be honest he with definitely you. was yeah. the face of the company uh he's yes. an mit certified engineer harvard business guy uh great, great. Uh, they founded the company and again much like us we, we the company i founded was a company called uh is it green uh, so we had a, we were originally founded as like a green trip advisor, uh, mm-hmm. a Yelp at the time. Uh, but we both hit that headwinds of 2008. And so ultimately when we kind of were re in 2014 and 15, both companies were re-energizing and re, you know, kind of attacking the marketplace. And we ultimately came into contact with each other. We realized it was a potential great relationship. Uh, and uh, we decided to merge the companies. Marcos wanted to go off and do something else. Um, the other founder, Frank Vega, who is you know a bit more behind the scenes to, to your point, but is very uh, outward in the community, but not in the same way that Marcos was, remained on our advisory board, remained an investor in the company, and to this day is still an advisor to uh, the Green Business. Wonderful. Group. That's uh, wonderful. Great and, story. And by the way, to finish it, Seth, we also got acquired a year ago by a new company entering the marketplace called Click. Uh, and now, so we're still the Green Business Bureau, but in, and they acquired us to help us continue to scale the way we were scaling and to continue to grow. Um, and so we had a, a, an infusion of capital that helped us 
really accelerate the the new development we wanted to do based on our growth of the product. Um, so yeah, it's been an interesting journey, and you know, uh, uh, it's been an interesting year uh, getting you know to 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 work in a in a a bigger and a different environment, right? Uh, right. So yeah, it's been great. Um, so let's talk about which is what 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 is exciting to me. So when you started in 08 and then you started that merger process with um, Marcos and and et al., um, how many businesses had you had certified or were were certified? Back then, I, you know, sure. trying to follow the trend line here. Yeah, no. Uh, what was uh, what was interesting was that uh, at that point, sent from 2007 to about 2015, uh, they had actually certified uh, a little over 5,000 businesses globally. Um, now, the platform was, you know, the original platform uh, had some uh, uh, was getting a little long in the tooth, shall we say? Right, you know. Yeah. From yeah. a development perspective, and one of the reasons mm-hmm. why we looked at the merger was we knew we had to refresh and we had to, uh, you know, take the platform and take all the great science that the MIT lead certified engineer put into it, but modernize the platform. Uh, we wanted to, to to make it more than just the the you know the, sort of the science behind it, you know, asking the questions. But they had some great algorithms about how you weighted things, and they the the bones and the foundation were were awesome, and we realized that. Um, what we wanted to do was add to it. We wanted to add uh, a user functionality to it. We wanted to continue to add new initiatives to it. But we also were very uh, uh, um, cognizant that we needed to be more than just a certification. We, we wanted to continue to build out more of a framework for people. But we also knew that we could be an information repository. And by that is, we provide so much information now. We've built a library of content that yeah. when you are a member, you have access to, you know, uh, innumerable information. How do I write a mission statement? How do I, you know, what are the 10 steps I have to follow to do this? How, what if I'm a retailer? If I'm a this, some of that. How do I, you know, you know, very, very uh, educational as well. We realized that, you know, our philosophy was that we wanted to create something where people could essentially fish for themselves rather than have someone fish for them. Uh, particularly in the, the small to medium-sized businesses. Um, so we needed to create these ways where it was, people could come in, become a member, and about 65% of our members up until uh, a year ago uh, were coming in without us actually talking to them. And so we had to make sure that there was a clear path for them to be successful when they when they certified. Now that, How did they find you? How did they find well, you if they came in? If they, this is, you know, that's the most logical, like, how did they find you if well, they're this, coming in? This is uh, the other half of the equation, which is we wanted to, uh, you know, uh, we wanted to um, uh, revamp the marketing. Uh, and, you know, at that time, uh, we brought in uh, someone new to the company uh, who I had worked with uh, prior in, uh, in a number of places, but we've known each other for 30 years now. Uh, and that gentleman came in and, and revamped the marketing to take us because we knew we wanted to, this was a, this was one of the paths we wanted to go on. The other path was we were starting to also work with very large companies. So we had to take the product and say, SMBs, this is more important to them. Large companies, this is more important to them. So the product now is, is it's almost like 
there are different versions of the product based on what kind of, of, of company you are and what needs you have. But on the marketing side, we knew if that was the type of customer that we were attracting, that we needed to build out a large library of content to help them, but also that content needed to be search engine, search engine optimized. And yeah. so you really, do, if you if you look at us now, we've gone from, uh, you know, when when uh, when we started that process, we were doing about 200 visitors to our site a month. Right now, again, we were taking an old product. We were refreshing it, refreshing the website. Today, oh, it's going to take a while. I'm not. I, I know the drill. Believe yeah. me, I know how long it takes. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. But today, we have over seventy thousand unique visitors a month. Um, you know, so we're tremendous. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. And you know, we've we've done a lot of things to really, you know, to the, the tools that are available today that you can use for for a company to grow. Uh, are different from the tools that would have been av available 15 years ago, right? How you can do these things. And and the reality is for any business, you need to be using tools like this because if you think back, you know, when when I was a younger man, or as Billy Joel might say, when I wore a younger man's clothes. Yeah, right. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, that, um, you know, if you were a sales professional, you could go somewhere and find everybody's name in an organization and their phone numbers and their email yeah. address. And you would call them and you would call into the company and or there might be a receptionist that you would, you know, you would have to establish a relationship with to so that you ultimately could get to the person you wanted to get to. Now, nobody picks, nobody wants to get a phone call. There's, you know, if you dial it into an office, it's rare. In fact, it's so rare, it's actually becoming valuable again because nobody does it anymore. So now that you're right. doing it, it's, right. it's kind of strange. But the tools that are because of that, the tools that are available that you can use today for any business. Um, uh, are are so much better to use. You can, and it's really more about maximizing the dollars that you spend on that. Maximizing when you write the content to make sure that you're doing it in a way that is going to put you in a position high on the page. All that stuff that people know. Yes. Yes. But tools to track that stuff now that didn't exist 15 years ago that can help you, right? Um, and but once you get momentum, it's amazing. You'd be surprised how many people call us that want to link to us now. You know where you know five years ago, no one. You know it was a different story, right? Yeah, right. So then you're in 2015 or so. You do the merger, and you've got before pandemic. So merger to pre-pandemic. How was it for your company? Yeah, it was really exciting, right? So that's when we started to. Yeah, you know, we, we we kind of spec'd out the revamp. We raised uh, capital to do the revamp of, of the oh, product. That's great. That's great. That's Put on great. a platform. And it was really interesting. So then we started this marketing campaign, started you know doing the Google AdWords again and this sort of thing and maximizing that. And um, in Q4 of you know, whatever COVID started, 2020, I think now, who knows? Yeah. The, yeah. the, the Q4 uh, um, of the four months before COVID, our year-over-year -year growth was 400%. Q1 up until the point where COVID hit was 600% growth year over year in terms of new business. And then COVID hit and the bottom fell out. And we yeah. knew that that was going to happen because our audience and what we do is at the time was we were helping businesses certify the, what they were doing in their business, in their offices, on their factory floors, in their distribution center. Well, now all of a sudden, no one was going to the office. No one was, you know, and people were unsure of their business. And just like 2008, 
you fast forward, people then are retrenching to say, what, where will I spend my money? You know, and what do I have yeah. to do? Yeah. Impact, yeah. Like we weren't Zoom. We were the opposite of Zoom, right? So, you know, Zoom goes crazy. Companies like us who are, you know, inside the business, whether you're a sustainable business or not, you have this, you have this issue. But what we did, we knew that was coming. So we retrenched and we had a campaign that said we need to take care of our current customers. And so we launched a campaign saying, hey, look, we know that this year might be difficult for you. Um, you know, we called it our own care package. And we would talk to our, our, our members uh, and say, look, if this is going to be a tough year, let us know. We'll extend your membership six months. Re talk, you know, talk six months from now. We, we, we knew that these people had put a lot of work into what they had done. We didn't want them to lose that because of things that were not in their control. And we were fortunately in a position where we could absorb that at the time for a period of time, realizing that our growth was going to be hurt, but that underlying building that loyalty and foundation, because if we're in the sustainability industry, we, you know, we have to act in a certain way if we can. And luckily we were, some of our competitors were not because they, they were not as uh, they, they had run their businesses maybe a little different and it hurt them. Uh, and I feel bad about that because a lot of people are trying to do good things for people. But we were able to do that, and we I think we built a lot of loyalty within our member base by being flexible. And, you know, even people when they couldn't publish or they couldn't, excuse me, couldn't pay, we'd say, well, let us help you. Let's publish a story about you so that people will see that you're still engaged in this and you're still active and you're still doing things. So we try to do a lot Which of things. Which is so essential. It's so essential in, in tough times it, yeah. It, yeah, to, to let people know that you're there for them um, and that, you know, we appreciate your business to the point where we're going to do for you yeah. um, is, is a way to give back. Um, you know, it's all about giving back and to, to do it at times like that. They don't forget it. And then it, it creates that brand loyalty, yeah. uh, brand recognition when you get out of that. I mean, inevitably there'll be the dust will settle and the light will come through. So you have to be like, well, what's it going to be like after that? And what did we have to do to get from point A to point B to be better once the dust settles and, and when the light comes back in and, and we're now, you know, you can go to a doctor nowadays and you don't have to wear a mask to go to a doctor in New York, right. you know, that kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, everything's back to, you know, somewhat, you know, that uh, normalcy. Um, so, that that's great that you did that, and I, I assume that um, from that work that you retained most of your uh, membership at that point. We did very well. I mean, the, the the members that we typically lost during that period because some people, no matter what, think of all the businesses that went. Oh, out. Are you going to fold? Oh, they're the yeah. Right. They're, they're, so yeah. you know, and in that case, is <laughs> yeah, people saying, you know, do you tell me, we we'd love to be a member, but we're not open anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, I don't mean to, I'm not chuckling at that. I'm just the, the irony of it. Um, well, it's and, either you're going to laugh or you're going to cry. So I'll well, take the laugh yeah. at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Because um, uh, it is sad that, you know, you have a, a pandemic like this. It hurts so many people. It affected so many lives. Uh, we learned the issues of not just um, uh, health, but indoor air quality and uh, uh, air quality. Um, overall for people and how effect how important it is to the point where, you know, the Biden and the Trump uh, administration 
have invested now tax credits is saying, hey, did you or in New York, at least they do this thing where, hey, did you invest during the pandemic and improved air quality in your building? And if you did, we're going to give you a Benny for that, you know, that kind of stuff. So well, it's so important because, you know, when you again, I'm no scientist and and, uh, I'm sad that this became a controversial issue, but that's in the types of societies we live in, you get healthy debate um, and Um, but the one of the things that was were clear were you know like that that the way that any virus travels in a, in a business that there are ways that if you are ventilating correctly the air quality if you're doing the right things there were so many studies that said well this is why this spread here faster than here why air being on an airplane apparently was safer the way they recycle their air again yes. I'm not, I, I the one thing I hope that came out of well, that. they recycled it, and then what you do is um, what they they finally started doing is they electrostatically you 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 destroy anything when you bring it back in exactly. to then go back out. So right. it's basically clean air constantly on a constant flow going out, and yeah. you're able to utilize that as a regular flow. So yeah, that those are electrostatic air filtering is um and and real air purification is not pie in the sky stuff we've learned uh, no it, it's it's really not and and i think that overall there'll be some you know i think there'll be more positive lessons about things that you just talked about the negative ones right um and, oh absolutely yeah you know, yeah and, you know i just think that you know I can remember being a young person working in a building and wonder why my eyes were always getting itchy, you know, things like that. Yeah. Like getting ready to go outside and, you know, but, but it had to do with the air quality in, in the building. Right. And it was an unknown. So now it's a known yeah. that we can have healthier workspaces. And ultimately when they're doing these things become more efficient workspaces as well. Cut down oh, absolutely. You're more productive if you have a better air quality. There's 100%. no question. Look, I, I, I'll tell this really quick story, and then we'll get into the uh, the, the back end of your thing. But sure. it's just it just shows how important air quality and and mold control and 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 taking care of this stuff is. So um, back in ninety eight ninety nine, I was working with the EPA when I worked for NYSERDA, and we were going into schools, and we went into the Albany City School District. And kids were having, they were having to clean the, and they didn't know why. Right. <laughs> they were cleaning a film off the desks on the first floor of the, of the building, every right. classroom. They didn't know why. So then we go upstairs and we pull up a rug in one of those kindergarten classrooms. And it was nothing but black. Yeah, no. Think about that for kids. It's like lead paint in a way. It's you know, it was mold. And and for people that that, that you know are listening to this, that's mold, folks. Um, yeah. And so basically, what was happening, folks, was uh, the mold was so uh, strong and effective that it was basically eating through the ceiling and dropping mold droplets onto the uh, desks below. And that meant that the foundation overall was uh, not sound, even on the second floor. Now, uh, to tell the happy side of the story, um, Albany City School District, and that one in particular, is like lead gold, you know, so like, you know, high energy efficiency, high indoor air quality, the, the, the work, they did the works. Um, uh, and then, 
you know, the interesting side of it was we did another school in Syracuse. And based on that program, they came up with the uh, green EPA green schools building program. Yeah. So, you know, uh, we realized that mold and indoor air quality is just as important folks as, uh, as you know, the lights, the power running, you know, a bus getting you there and all that kind of stuff. And the teachers showing up, well, they also have to be able to breathe and, and effectively be as productive as possible. So imagine being, you know, what we're talking about, what Tom and I are talking about here is imagine being a room uh, that's so polluted that you can't work and you have to do it now for eight and a half hours. Yeah. You try. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's like as if I'm a director now, action, try that for eight hours. You're not going to do it, folks. It's not going to work. So that's why green buildings is not just energy efficiency or renewable energy or, you know, better windows and stuff like that. It's also about the, the quality of the products that we're breathing and also uh, checking to make sure that things like mold are not accumulating i mean absolutely you know i i i've heard you know it's it is you're right Seth, it's important and, and i think again it's we learn from these things yeah yeah we learn from these things but it's great now that at least we've come to a place that it's not just dealing with, with uh you know like um what happens now regularly is uh, the epa's fighting you know mold and lead paint and things like that but COVID has really taught us about air quality, um, yeah. and 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 um, from that we're constantly trying to improve the air that we breathe. Uh, look, you know, and another really interesting story of how much work we have to do. And, and you know, I'm this electric car guy, so I'm test driving this Volvo C40 recharge last week, and they have this thing in there called a uh, a clean air meter. So basically, what it does is it measures the air quality of the cabin. And I opened the window, literally idling next to a, uh, I mean, I'm not idling, but I'm sitting next to a, sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. a uh, let's just say a, a typical landscaping truck in any suburbia America. And uh, I opened the window. And the air quality went to 500 parts per million, basically. Um, and, uh, you know, it, I had to open both windows and few, you know, clean the air cabin out, but we have a long way to go, folks. You know, we think that there's these electric cars out there and hybrids and they're doing everything, but uh, when you get one of these trucks, you'd be surprised what it can do to the quality of the air of everyone around them. I mean, you know, I, it's like it's like watching somebody who's roll as a rolled down window passing by a semi blowing blazing nothing but soot. It's like don't do it. It's like you're walking into the fold. No, you know, uh, but it's it's a reality of these things that we need to be cognizant of, and uh, why emissions is important. Um, of course, because of course. it then it doesn't then just affect you know the air outside, but it affects the air quality we breathe, and it can affect the air quality in your cabin of your car. Yep, and if you're close to a highway, folks. It can affect the air quality of your home. Yeah. So everything that Tom and I are talking about is what business needs to do and what business should be doing. So circling back to um, pandemic times, you, you, 
you know, you held your own, you kept those that needed to, that didn't fold. Thank God, you know, some didn't fold and everything like that. So we're now going into out of pandemic into now, how are things looking for, for the Brinks? Uh, and uh, they, they look great for a couple of reasons. Uh, one, you know, the investments we started to make on the internal product again, cause it's like, okay, we can spend on marketing or we can retrench and look at the product, build up that library of content, uh, began to pay dividends almost immediately, and we set the foundation for a bunch of um, uh, a bunch of things within the product that we've rolled out literally over the last eight or nine months. Right. So I'll start, uh, you know, with with that part of it, which is starting in September, uh, we rolled out uh, version 1.5 of of the new platform because when we updated it, we called it 1.0. Um, we kept all the good science rebranded, but 1.5, we actually put in uh, our first social responsibility initiatives into the platform. So because everything is talking more yeah. about environmental, but social and governance uh, are important. So we rolled out that. And by the way, part of the one of the other things we did during the pandemic, which also set the tone, is we, we established a member advisory council. And we have customers from all different walks of life. So we have uh, 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 subsidiaries of a company called Premier Foods in Canada, which is a five, I think it's a four and a half billion dollar value call. Uh, uh, they get 70 brands underneath their uh, umbrella. Uh, Martin Marie International, large manu- auto manufacturer, Fial um, Robin, which is a, um, uh, a retail uh, store, backpacks, part of a company called the Phoenix Group. They get 50 locations that they open up in the U.S. and they roll this out in the United States. Christie Sports. We and I can go on and on. I don't. I, don't, I get a whole bunch, so I, I I feel bad. I might miss some and not mention some. But we really value both the large and small. We companies. love all the businesses part of the Green Business Bureau, folks. We, don't we do. think we don't. <laughs> we do, and it's so much value from our quarterly meetings and then the, the, the working with with our with our with our customers. So we when we started to build out the the social media, um, excuse me, social responsibility. Right. Uh, we got a lot of the ideas from them, and then in January we did a launch where we um, we uh, we started to update all our different industry initiative packs and create new ones. So we rolled out a data center uh, initiative pack, and That's then we great. also uh, did uh, sixty work from home initiatives because again because of covid right things changed and even now some businesses are doing half and half some businesses are still more work from yeah. home but yeah. so we, we listened and responded and we just did a release uh two weeks ago where we now have launched a bunch of governance initiatives so uh from the product perspective we actually have more initiatives around the e environments the s social and the g governance than even b corp does and not to plug my the product, but we don't just say you have to do this. All, as you know, as a member, all of our initiatives have uh, plans and information guided. They guide you to complete the initiative. They tell you how to do it. Right. So right. we were able to build that in. So on the product, we've been able to really roll out a bunch of this stuff. And I'm really excited about what the next release is going to be. And I can't too, talk too much about that. Don't tell um, me anything. On the, on the other side. <laughs> we'll get of, you back because I need you back on another, the next rollout, my friend. I need you on another interview, the happy, next rollout. <laughs> and happy to do it. But on the other side uh, of, of the equation, the, the, that, all that 
SEO stuff, all the platform and all the information we built out, you know, we started to see as soon as the pandemic started to slow and it actually picked up even before it totally slowed, but we started to get back to normal and we actually finished the year of COVID the first year flat with what we did the year before. So we, we had a couple of months and then it started to pick up again, but we, uh, Q4 of last year, we had doubled our number from the previous year, right? So we've had great sales momentum as well. Uh, and, uh, but the other real big difference is because of the, what we've done, because we have now these large customers have, have come to us and the world has changed. Yeah. We have now built out a whole bunch of functionality for, you know, for companies like Martin Ray International or Bernard or Christie Sports or, you know, you name some of the, the, you know, Nissan Foods, some of the really, really large companies that we have. So we, because of that, we have a lot of multi-site customers that demand multi-site reporting that okay. want it so they can judge one site versus another site. And these companies are using GBB to actually run a large part of their business, which for us is really, really. Uh, That's very exciting. That sounds very exciting. That that's great because that helps them with their ESG and helps them with their reporting and helps them yeah. with their requirements as uh, <clears throat> ESG requirements become or are becoming part of the uh, normal culture here. So it's yeah. very exciting. That's very exciting. So where are you now with how many businesses you have today? Would you would you do you know the uh, the 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 Jerry Lewis tote. Yeah, no. <laughs> like so, so what I will tell you is, um, in you know, in the last um, uh, five years or so, we yeah. have uh, uh, certified over again over another five thousand customers. Right. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it is. Now I, I have to be clear: uh, not every customer, once they've gone through the certification process, um, you know. Not everybody stays for ten years as a member. They, they 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 may get acquired, they may go out of business, but they also may be, hey, we've already done this, you know. So therefore, um, you know, we you know we we may not be stay a member for a while, but we actually have had a bunch of members come back because of all the new marketing things we're doing for them as well, and how we help them promote the things that they do, because that's the third part. We you know, we like to have uh, you know we talk about the fact that we give people the ability to assess where they are initially with an online platform. Then we give them the library for, and the echo planner for them to have the framework to choose how they want to roll this out in their business. And some businesses like CyberArk, they, they had, you know, 10, 20 people initially on a program. They, you know, they rolled it out rapidly and they started with initiatives that were easy where other companies may only have one or two people doing it. And they choose to do the things that have the most impact first, but they, they may be slower in getting to platinum or gold but they're doing, you know, things that are impact. We give them the ability to choose the way they want to go. But the third part of that is really how do we help them transparently promote the things that they do? And when you become a member and you decide you're ready to, to, to share your accomplishments, we have a seal that when people click on it on your website, they see a scorecard. This is where I've done things. This is the level I've reached. How many points do I have to get there? But then it lists every single initiative that they say that they have completed and accomplished. And anybody who's gold or platinum ultimately has to be audited by us to do that, uh, to, to claim it. So the promotion is so important, right? Yeah, promotion is essential. So um, we will have this podcast on <laughs> to promote the, the Green Business Bureau on for life. So this is something that will help uh, the organization grow and 
to uh, shall we shall we say to another five thousand yeah. or ten thousand more? You know, hey, hey you well, got ten thousand, so to yeah, another ten thousand more. You know, really. So uh, the, that that is the goal. I'd like to do that in the next month, but I'm, I have to. Be- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know those metrics. Yeah, those metrics. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well. I, I know that uh, – how do people find out about you? Let's start with the basics so that sure. uh, uh, people w- listening can 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 do what they got to do, right? www.greenbusinessbureau.com, right? That's okay. the uh, – um, and if you just search Green Business Bureau, you will find us. Uh, and once you do that, that's the easiest way to get to us. You know, you'll you'll – I think going to the website, you'll see everything you need to, to know about us, and uh, there's right. a lot of – there that is the best way um uh obviously uh, anybody wants to reach me at tom at greenbusinessbureau.com i'm happy to to talk to them and and uh you know in the organization take the call but then point them in a direction where they can get the most help from people within the organization that's it, that's it. so just for uh full disclosure purposes everybody uh i uh am a member now of the green business bureau and i've certified and i will be doing an announcement press release soon to announce my results to everybody. Uh, I'm very excited about it, but I wanted to at least interview Tom Permateo first to talk about his story, his green journey. All of us guys have our own green journey here. And we like focusing not just on, you know, on, 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 um, uh, on guys, but women, but, you know, I love talking to the green guys to see how they built their businesses and built it up. Yeah. And uh, it's really important to see how people also uh, can learn from you because uh, what you did uh, and what your growth is something that people will be hearing about and listening to I, on these, these this, this platform for life. So it's exciting. Yeah, no, I, I said this. Uh, I appreciate the opportunity to speak with you and, you know, uh, I did this um, platform, so to speak, and, and it yeah. is a way to reach folks. I do have to say just, you know, um, from a local perspective, and I know you're not just local, but you, you yeah. are Chester County uh, and you're uh, uh, obviously. Oh, I'm a proud Westchester County guy. I've been most of my life, most of my life in this county. Yeah. 100%. Uh, and you also know that we've opened up uh, an office in your area with uh, uh-huh. Maria Genovese. Yes. Uh, yes. And, yes. Uh, so, and people can reach Maria as well. If, if from That's the correct. That's correct. Uh, Maria at greenbusinessbureau.com. And, uh, you know, uh, thank you. I can say just for, uh, uh, I can't believe anybody ever wants me on anything to speak. But <laughs> I appreciate- well, listen, guys, I got to tell you, you know, he does have an extensive platform. It does ask you the right questions. Uh, the social and governance thing, I was, I was uh, surprised. And it actually helped me to learn a little about what I need to do as well. So I'm grateful. You know, uh, they always say if you're the smartest one in the room, then you're the, you're in the wrong room. So I always <laughs> love to learn from people, and I learned I love to learn how to grow as a business. Uh, and I think that the Green Business Bureau is there for people and for businesses that are wanting to grow, as well as small to medium, as well as large companies to green their act. You know, get their act together green their act together. So uh, you're helping not as, you know, you've talked about these big companies here. Uh, that's a massive shift. Um, we'll have to, the next time we, we have a podcast, I'd really love to get into the weeds about, if, um, about 
what kind of work that people did and what kind of uh, energy savings or emission savings or love, any of that kind of stuff. Love to talk about that. So when you have your next version, we'll talk about that in the conversation uh, because that that sounds like a, if you've done 10,000 businesses overall and you've made this kind of change, you know, that, that, that that's a lot of, you know, and businesses uh, and industry is a significant part of our emissions uh, cleanup that we have to do as a world. So this is very exciting. So as I like to wrap up with everybody, folks, Green Living Guy, I always say one small step at a time, one small step at a time. But today's small step is the Green Business Bureau is here to help you. It is here to help you if you're a small business, if you're a startup, if you're a mid, and if you're a large business to green your act together Tom Permatea's software and platform is there to help you. His uh, content is there to guide you. And Tom is there to steer you in the right direction uh, and, and make sure that your ship is, is oared in the right way. And uh, he's got a, a group that knows what they're doing and is expanding their, their presence, not just uh, in, you know, some parts of the country, but in all parts of the country, and uh, we really encourage you to be a part of this great organization because they're changing industry, which is then changing the air quality, which is then affecting how we live and breathe and how our, our life is, our environment is. Thanks for the kind words, Seth. Uh, peace out. Yeah. And uh, we got a lot of work to do, folks. You got to sign up. We need more than 10,000 businesses. So hopefully we'll have a better story coming. Not we don't have a great story here, folks, but we always love having a, a great story going forward. And Tom's is a great one. His rollout of his new software is going to be great. So, uh, again, today's small step, Green Business Bureau. And go to greenbusinessbureau.com, ask for Tom, sign up, pay the membership fee, don't be shy, and let's do this together, folks, because that's how it gets done. Thank you, and we'll see you next round. All right. You've been listening to The Green Living Guy Show with your host, Seth Lightman. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate that effort. Until next time.